Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Firsties. I'm your host, Mila. Um, I'm so proud of myself. This is the, one of the first episodes where I've actually remembered to introduce myself. <laughs> Other times I just jump into it. So today I'm very excited for this episode. I have Vibe here, aka Little Vibe on IG. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Um, yep, and on a Saturday too, guys. She pulled up on a Saturday, so I really do appreciate your time, love. Anything um, for the oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so you are a, so a little backstory is, um, your, um, business partner a, and, um, your partner reached out to me and said, Hey, I think Vi would be great on your show, Yeah, which is something I am falling in love with everyone who's reaching out and saying like, Hey, get this person on the show. It's just awesome. Cause I get to meet new dope people like yourself. Yeah. Um, so you are a female engineer. Uh-huh. Your musician. Yep. Um, I listened to your song, Is It Days? Yeah. That's a vibe. Really? Yeah. Thank you. Which, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I try to do a deep dive before the guest comes on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to jump right in on um, what is your first gen experience? Take it to wherever you want to go. Okay. So I would say my first gen experience was like really, I guess, trying to like find... Find ways where I connect with the culture and then finding myself also um, because it was very confusing for me. Did you, did you, were you born here? Yeah, I was born here. Like my parents moved here. I'm first born here. Got it. So, you know, you still have, I mean, your parents are still Ethiopian. They still came from there. And they rep. Oh, they rep. (laughs) They're like, we're there. Right. In this house, we're in Ethiopia. (laughs) As it should be. As it should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just like there's pros and cons to everything. Mm -hmm. And I always say like whatever trauma I've experienced, I know my parents have experienced 10 times and just going back and back about it. So yeah, I feel like it's just been self-discovery understanding that whoever I am, whether my culture being a part of me, but also it isn't me and I don't have to be this, these certain standards, you know, this life is about figuring out who you are and allowing your culture to be a part of you, sharing that with other people, Mm -hmm. but the bad parts to leave that where, where it is not take it with you and, you know, like breaking generational curses so, and yeah. I've, that's been so in my mind these yeah. days, for real. So I think, honestly, breaking generational curses would probably be the theme of I say that. Yeah. Finding, finding to love it, finding to understand it, not, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Then, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I've talked about this in other episodes. A lot of what the show is, um, is taking whatever trauma that you have because you went through it for whatever reason yeah. and then turning that into your triumphs, whether it's like, you know, like, um, let's say for example, uh, as a kid, you didn't get all the attention that you necessarily needed. But then when you grow up, you're a very self-sufficient and mm-hmm. very decisive person. Cause you have to figure it out on your own. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, of course there are certain things that maybe we did not want to experience because of the trauma behind that. Um, but Hey, we're still here today. And yeah. I don't know about you, but like, I like myself as a person. I'm like, I think I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't change anything for the world, but mm-hmm. I mean, I totally get that. There are some things that like, yeah, Let's leave that back in like the nineties. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. <laughs> when I was evolve. born, let's. Yeah, yeah, but some things like I wouldn't be me without, and like For I sure. need them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. and then and then there's parts of our our culture that I'm so blessed and lucky mm-hmm. to be a part of. Yeah, like we come in. I always talk about we talk that you know family, food, faith. Um, I know like if I was down bad, I will never be without like a home or a meal or whatever. You know what I mean? The community. The community. Yeah. Yeah. Even this, it's like, we're like, you know, 
essentially I've invited this is the first time we're meeting yeah, on literally. camera, but there's, there's a underlying like understanding and connection that we have yeah. versus someone that's not part of our culture. Mm-hmm. And what I yeah. mean is just like culture meaning, you know, the Indian culture, Hispanic culture, like we still have this like common thread. Yeah. Um, it's like, babes, I see you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even when you see Ethiopians everywhere, it's like f- seeing little family members. Like we treat each other with love, even if I don't know you and I'm just seeing you on the street. Like, yeah you know so even that that type of community even with people you don't know but people who are part of your culture you know so I love that about our culture it is yeah it runs deep it runs deep for sure so um you grew up here what Mm -hmm. was your like so I want the first gen experience what was your like high I feel like high school is a big part of first gens like middle school all that playground stuff but uh, but high school what was that like for you did you feel like an other did you feel like how how was that I remember um uh, I was just watching Dave Chappelle. He's like one of my favorite comedians. Uh-huh. And he shares like, it's just funny. He, he shared like um, his parents did just enough uh-huh. so he could grow up broke around white people. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Literally. noted. Yo, like, that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like my parents worked hard and we, I like, I had a very comfortable childhood. You know what I yeah. mean? But there was a sense of when I was around certain people, I, you know, the 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 clothes I was wearing or the food that I brought to school yeah. or like my accent, when I, like whatever yeah. it is, you know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. though I really grew up here, you did feel like the the other, other sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. My, my experience was definitely like that for one. Yeah. Like I had an older brother too. So I was always, people didn't even know my name. I was like this person's younger sister, you know, and then Same. also in terms of being Ethiopian, but then even in our own community, there is can still be separation between whether if you're born there, you're not born there, you're more cultured, you're less cultured, um, depending upon how people accept you. So in high school, I even felt like, and I changed my name. This is a big thing too. I'm one of those. Yeah, I changed my name. Oh, so your name is Vibe. No, so oh. my name is Michaela. Okay. That's my that's, American name. That's what I saw yeah. on your Gmail. And it's not yeah. even spelled like the American, anyways. So my, my name was Mekdalawit. Okay. And then obviously went through school and it just made me feel so much more other than yeah. name and how m- much people didn't try to, I don't know. It can seem like a small thing to some people, but for me, the way that people didn't care to like, it just felt like, what are you? Like, what is that? Yeah. You know, like so much so that I stripped a part of my identity away, which hindsight 2020, I'm like, was that necessary to change my whole entire But it was name? what you were going in that time. Yeah. That's how you were feeling that time. Yeah. yeah so and I know there's a lot of Habishas that have actually went through that too, changing their name. And like some of us actually fall into the trying to be too detaching from our culture, you know? And when you fall into that, you can kind of lose part of who you are because you're trying to fit in with like, of course, living in a white area with a lot of rich people and you feel like you don't fit in. Your family is like struggling to stay there, but they're, they're there and you guys are good. But there's it's just, just a different experience yeah. versus going over to the, their people. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And yeah, a lot of people fall to that. And, and I um, I can even be guilty of that as well. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was one of those things where, like in high school, all I care about was kicking with my friends. Yeah. Like that is all I care about, right? Um, and so I... I think that, and then when I got, it was, it wasn't after college when I came back home, which we're all part of what they call the boomerang generation, which uh-huh. is like, you go to college and then you come back and yeah. go home, mm-hmm. which that's a whole other TED talk. <laughs> um, and, um, I just saw like how much my parents really wanted to help me to be successful and stuff that, um, you know, some of my other friends who weren't part of our culture necessarily, like, uh, the government says you're 18 year adult, you're out of this house. Yeah. And like, 
again, I, I could live in my parents' house till I'm 40. Yeah. You know what I no, mean? Seriously. And my mom will still cook me meals, all those things. Those are all yeah. beautiful things that we shall very much cherish because they're only here for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, but it is it is difficult. And what you're talking about is like that that kind of transition between those two worlds, like where the hell do we exist? Lie? Yeah. yeah. And truly the only time I really felt looking back, safe, heard, um, creatively, all those things were with my cousins because they understood it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like really, like I'm not even talking about the other day I got an invite for a ugly Christmas party Mm -hmm. and I saw on the roster in the group chat that my, one of my cousins, Miriam, was not in the group chat. So texted the one who, who started the, the Christmas party and I said, Hey, where is Miriam? Yeah. And then she was like, Oh, the, the, group chat was too large so don't oh, okay. she was like oh i'm gonna start another one i'm like okay cool because i need that yeah. i need that one because that, that gets you that, yeah, yeah that really get like really really gets me yeah because they understand that experience um that's essentially what i want this this show to be at. but yeah you're right it's man i mean looking back did you ever look think back to like high school even college i'm like girl you were in so much pain so, like, or just like self-doubt or you just self-doubt. girl you didn't know I still don't know like let's not let's not get twisted I still don't know but back then I'm like dang girl you really were just trying to make someone like care about you yeah. or love you whether it's friendship not even just like relationships but yeah or like girl did you love yourself girl like let's be for real girl you wasn't loving ooh, yourself girl so ooh. you was out here wilding like, like looking back I'm like I don't even feel like the same person at all like I was in college about it because you have to be like okay I feel pain I need to start feeling that stuff and start looking for happiness and understanding that that can exist because again our parents come here and they're like in survival mode because you're coming to a whole new country with nothing and you have to build from nothing so we watch our parents build from nothing and we get into that like it's the same thing for us you know that mindset like we have to survive but in reality it's like our parents came here and laid a foundation so with the love and community we have with them it's like taking that and you making something out of it yeah type thing so when I had to sit with myself and like I had to do a lot of deep I think we all do you know yeah deep diving for real uh, and some people will live their lives and they'll never actually go through it because um, the only way to get through it is to get through. I'm still not there either, but I ha- I definitely have started. And to the listeners out there, it is not fun. It's not. It is painful. Like, hello. Like, it, it, no, it is a lot. And sometimes I would even say you don't have to fully go through it, but, like, maybe piece by piece. Every Monday, yeah. sit down with yourself, at, you know what I mean, to yeah. really, or have a conversation with that person who hurt you or um, what have you, because part of your childhood, like, your brain puts that trauma somewhere, yeah. and someone could fact, fact check me on that. Because it's so, it's so real. Yeah. And I've heard like in, like even in your muscles and like literal areas of your, your body. body remembers yeah. It. Isn't that insane? It's crazy. Yeah. And that's why you behave in the way that you do sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's real. Yeah. Now you mentioned happiness. Mm-hmm. Culture. I can only speak for my family and, and the culture that I was grew up in. Um, you know, happiness isn't, although my parents and my family always mentioned, like, you know, we work this hard so you guys could be happy, you yeah. know, be safe, have the things that you need and stuff, which, again, shout out to my parents. They did everything that they could with the information that they had at the time. Yeah. I have to tell myself that literally every day nope. um, to make, to get through it. Um, <laughs> um, but something about, like, you know, um, I think what you mentioned, like, all I saw were survival mode, so that's all I know. Mm-hmm. So I work really hard to the point where it just doesn't make sense anymore. And I'm like, what? why am I working this hard? Like, yeah. it's, it's actually not necessary. You Literally, could take a break. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? But that's all I know. That's mm-hmm. all I see my parents do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, I think they 
they worked that hard for me to also have worth ethic. Like they didn't want me to be an asshole, but you know, I, I they definitely don't want me to have the life that they did. The whole yeah. point is for them to like, uh, like elevate. And mm-hmm. I always say on the show, like, I think my parents gave me the chance to achieve generational worth. Well, yeah. they might not have done it. Right. Which is yeah. an honor, which is like, that's a huge thing. Right. Um, yeah. Cause Another episode you mentioned, like, we were one dishes in a way. Well, I don't know about you, but I was born in Addis where, mm-hmm. honey, I could have stayed there. And no, it could have been a whole other life. Yeah. There yeah. You know, or maybe there would. We don't know, right? I mean, no, there wouldn't be. Yeah. Okay? Because that's something you only brought to fruition. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. You know, it's real. Mm-hmm. And so talking about happiness, are you on the journey to find happiness? How do you define happiness in your in your brain? I'll share yeah. once you share yours. So <clears throat> I think I've changed my definition. Okay. I feel like my whole life it's been like I don't even know if it's been a destination because the survival mode thing never really made me see an end it was just like work and like everything will come together if I just keep working you know then at some point you're like okay let me slow down like what's around me what's the point like we were talking about before we started intention Mm -hmm. behind whatever I'm doing it was like that that's where I feel like my happiness was not what I had not okay I have an apartment okay I've moved out of my parents house I'm doing this thing whether it's my passion or school or going on with my career Mm -hmm. it's just like the intention behind what I'm doing finding purpose in it for me I think was my happiness and stripping away all the stuff on top like the insecurities which helped me with the self-love thing stripping away all the insecurities like it doesn't matter like all the little things that made me insecure at the end of the day, when I have my intention and purpose, it's like that stuff gets washed away. It becomes much, much smaller yeah. than, the, than the bigger picture. Wow, yeah. that's a that's a really great answer. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, for 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 me, I feel like when I was younger, I definitely thought uh, the way that I saw my parents do it or my um, people ahead of me, mm-hmm. I thought happiness was a destination for sure. Mm-hmm. And then um, plot twist, it is not. <laughs> Like, it is not. Um, and I find that, like, um, uh, for a good amount of my years, like, from, I think, 18 to 22, mm-hmm. I've talked about it before. I just thought there was, like, a gray cloud over me. I think it was a transition from being at home and then going to college and things and then not being – I didn't – I still performed well, but just not as – I had to work harder to maintain mm-hmm. the great average that I, that I used to get in high school because yeah. it was just different. Mm-hmm. Um, like even as simple as like, I didn't realize, like I actually didn't know how to study. I knew how to mentally memorize something and then regurgitate it mm-hmm. on a piece of paper. Yeah. But as far as actually like critical thinking and actually consuming the information, had no clue. So college mm-hmm. was a struggle a little bit in that. Yeah. And for a lot of first gens, not even just Habesha people, but all first gens, like our, our identities and our performance, like what are you contributing to your yeah. grades or whatever? And looking back, like mm-hmm. just looking at like the state of the world right now and how, you know, the number one thing that we always say is health, family, love, mm-hmm. grades, that's like number 17 on the list. Like that's not even priority. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of changing my perspective in that way. And so I found that um, my key to my happiness and I have realized that happiness is literally a state of being there's no destination like i'm happy right now doing this episode five minutes later i'll get a nasty text from someone you know like whatever and then it might change yeah um but i find that i'm truly happy with the the people that make me feel good about myself Mm -hmm. so something that like my older sister always says is like take inventory of who you're around Mm -hmm. so once i did that 
honey, my life cleaned up real yeah. I was like, why am I around this person? Wait, that's tea. Yeah, even uh, family members where I'm mm. like, you know, um, I don't necessarily feel the best around you. No judgment. Yeah. It's not a conversation because I'm just not that type of person. But because also who am I? Like maybe they're going through a journey as well. Mm. But I'm not... I can't put myself in that environment yeah. anymore, whatever that is. And a lot of that has to do once you graduate from, it's amazing what friendships you maintain once you're not forced to see each other in the hallway anymore. Ooh, let's talk about it. Right? For real. Yeah, like. for real. And who actually supports you and, yeah. um, you know, reaches out to you, not just for the holidays or a birthday, but yeah. like who really, really reaches out to you. Um, and so um, I found that uh, truly my happiness, I think comes from like my peace. Mm. and whatever whatever that means yeah like I actually found that like when I was in college I thought you know they tell you on social media and everywhere that you're supposed to be out and about and yeah. like kikiing and partying and stuff like that yeah. and then I found out like no take inventory how you feel when you're out for me I don't necessarily enjoy it yeah I love a game night right yeah. I love drinks let's do some meals at my house let's do a movie night with like intimate group of people but actually being out and I'm not saying I'm not gonna do it ever again but truly the times I've been out in the streets, essentially. Yeah, really. I just don't actually enjoy it. So what am I doing? Some people do. Yeah, but do. I. But I'm like, it's not, I'm trying to be something that I'm not. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm. So taking, and now it's like, uh, it's peace. And I find that I'm loving myself more. I'm not there yet, but um, enjoying my own company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's a really cool and beautiful thing to be. And I, I hope that a lot of first gens allow their space to do that because we're just, come from trauma and we're just grinding and stuff. I'm like, well, well, no, I don't want you to get to the mansion and then you're just miserable because yeah. then what's the point? Exactly. You know what I mean? Ooh, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Is, is, is trying to find, I always, I would have advised you this, try to find happy as you get to happy rather than it, it being a destination. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And really think about a vibe looking back on it. The happiest you probably were was the journey to get there. Mm -hmm. Like for example, Getting your degree in college, right? Mm -hmm. You said you graduated from VCU. Yeah. I graduated from ODU. Looking back, graduation was cool. Okay. Yeah. But it was actually the four years of the partying, the late night yeah. studying, the sleepovers, the yeah. games, the like late night trips to yeah. 7-Eleven, like all the things yeah. with your friends, not the actual diploma. Yeah, because then it, that's just the end. Right. Like that's not, has nothing to do with the journey. Exactly. And even that, wow. Okay. That's a whole analogy. We work all that get into it. Get into we it, work girl. all that to get to the end. Um, speaking in school, like for the diploma, that's like with life. Sometimes we like ignore what we're doing to get to that last, here you go thing. But in reality, you know, the journey is what builds us and the people who are around mm. us and the inventory like that I'm going to keep with me because that's deep and that just unravels into you're not being who you are take inventory of how you feel because you're not even conscious yeah of like what you like and what you don't like right you're just like it's going on autopilot yeah shout out to my sister yeah yeah for that. real yeah she really said that yeah um okay we're gonna take a quick break um we're gonna talk a little bit more on inventory in just a second we'll take a quick break we'll be back after these short messages guys All right, guys, we are back. Um, so we were talking about um, taking inventory, right? Which I know we were talking about happiness, but I also want to go, I think we're getting into a good spot about inventory. The uh -huh. one thing I want to mention about taking inventory of your life is um, 
it's not, I don't want it to be like a thing where it's a blameful thing for the people around you. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, for example, if you make me feel a type of way, right? Mm -hmm. I have to take responsibility for the fact that I'm allowing you to make me feel that type of way. Mm -hmm. Until I have the tools to do that and control that, I have to exit myself from the room. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not just like, well, you make me feel this way because it's like, babes, control your emotions at some point. You know what I mean? Like we're all adults. And why are they affecting you Yeah, why are they triggering you that way? So until I figure out my why it's triggering me, I'm going to exit left. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean by taking inventory yeah. of that. Um, because I feel like when we're younger, we have these certain patterns that just feel familiar to us. Yeah. Um, and that's why our, our parents behave that the way because it's, it's familiar to them. They had that from their, from their upbringing. Yeah. Right. And we don't even have to talk about their upbringing. That's yeah. a whole oh. other thing. Shout out to my parents. Love right. you so Shout much. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, but again, taking inventory of that. And sometimes it's tough. Like, I mean, I remember I used to cry because the taking inventory was, distancing myself from a face a face that is very familiar to me oh my gosh yeah and how painful that can be you know what I mean painful. it's like I, I was talking about this the other day I guess like realizing relationships aren't real like in the way that you think it is you know or how you imagined it yeah yeah just like the reality of what it is because of course before you're sitting there realizing Maybe the things, and it's not about the other person. It's never about the other person. It's never about the other it's person. It's never blame or fault. It's just like, I need to do what's best for me. Right. And if this is not adding to me, I need to leave. But it's not personal, and you still have love. And it's like, people always, I don't like how they connect, or like it's a synonym saying, like, if I don't want to be around you, I don't like you. Or if it's not healthy for my energy, like if internally I feel something, that's not anything I can even control. If I'm around certain people, like, you know, right. and I literally like, can't control. It's it. just not good for me. <laughs> yeah, like, I just can't. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. And I, I've had some like awesome friends or family members that they understood their, their distance. And that yeah. actually made me I continue myself to distance from them. But it actually made us come closer together eventually later yeah. on because I was like, man, your conditional, your unconditional love for me was not my my te- replying back quickly or anything like that. Mm. You knew I had to do what's best for me, and yeah. I told you what's best for me is not being around you. Yeah. You accepted that, mm-hmm. and so that made me see you in kind of a different light, and also the energy kind of changed. I was like, mm-hmm. you allowed me to go through what I – because, again, it has nothing to do with the other person. Yeah. It's my triggers and things that – I don't know, like things – Someone might say something and I'm like, oh, that triggered me. Did not know that was back there. Yeah. I have to figure that out till I do that. Because I obviously want to be in, in rooms where I'm always kind and respectful and all those things. Yeah. Um, and if I'm being triggered, that might be compromised. So I have to step out yeah. until I like figure it out. Right. That is not something I learned that from therapy, guys. That is not something that is something that we exercise in our culture. Yeah. Um, a lot of times first gens, we kind of bottle it up and hold it all in until yeah. it kind of blows up. Um, so I recommend talking about it. <laughs> Talk about it. Please. Yeah. Even saying it out loud, right? If you're alone in your own room, like that can also help as well. Yeah. Um, so do you agree that, um, that there's a state in which you could just be happy? Like, like without no movement, just like there's a space where I could be in my life where I would just be Right. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I think so. I mean, I don't know. Now I'm thinking, do I really even think about happiness? I don't know if that's anything that's like, I think my brain, like I'm just happy all the time because I know things could be worse, you know? So my mindset is more so like, I don't really let things bring me down. Even the worst things I don't really let affect me or happiness. I feel like it's a choice. Mm -hmm. And if I choose to be happy, even during like things that are not going well in my life, it's just showing like the strength that I have mentally. 
to not let things break me. Now, not saying that that makes anybody weak, but for me and what I want in my life and where I'm trying to go, I'm like, I have to be strong, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that's the same thing with knowing your purpose. For me, it's like, if my purpose is this and I know this is the type of person I need to be to really be able to, you know, do this. Yeah. I have to become this person who is, I can't let little things, you know, like affect my happiness, even things that might seem huge because it's going to deter me from the bigger purpose. So, yeah, I don't even. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just talking. I'm like, no, no, yeah. No, you are. Yeah, you are. So do you. Are there certain things that do bring you joy? Like, I'm sure music brings yeah, you joy. definitely. Music, um, my man, brings me joy. Oh, I love that. Family. Like, whenever I go back home to my family, it's just, like, so grounding. It's just, like, uh, these are my people for real, yeah. you know? Like, no matter what, they just get you. And it's just mm-hmm. a different feeling. Talk about it. Like, it's yeah. just, yeah. And uh, no matter, do you have any siblings? Yeah. Girl, um, they, um, no one will know you and what you've experienced other than mm-hmm. like your siblings, like yeah. regardless of what. And like when really, when real, real, real ish hits the fan, like who I'm calling is my family, who yeah. I'm calling is my siblings. Like yeah. when real shit hits the fan and I need like help. Yeah. So like, d- yeah, definitely give your roses to um, your family. Um, now talking about your music, mm-hmm. um, where did that stem from? So... I don't really know. It was just kind of like me writing my own music, obviously from childhood. But it was just kind of a weird thing because, you know, our family. Oh, really? You wrote when you were younger? Yeah. Oh, wow. I just I just did it. I didn't mm-hmm. really there be a musician. It was just writing was like my first language. Got and it. then like I found it. I could sing at some point when yeah. I was like younger. So that's something I did, but it wasn't even like op- an open thing. It was like something I did yeah. in my own time, which back then, whatever I was going through, it probably helped me process things, Yeah, you know? When looking back, it was like more my therapy back then. And the moment for me, like I wrote a song for my mom for Mother's Day because I was like dead broke and I didn't have anything. And that was the first time I showed my family like, that I actually, I don't know, did music, sang, yeah. whatever. I mean, they loved it. They had me singing it at every family thing. Oh, really? Whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it still wasn't, girl, go be a musician. It was still, it was just girl. Kiki at the Mahaba. Kiki, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it's cool, but girl, <laughs> yeah. get back to school. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, literally, like, I'm telling you, my story with music, I was in college, VCU, fresh, um, sophomore year. I decided to do an internship while obviously doing my own music on the side, which is how the engineering thing and all that happened, literally just putting one foot in front of the other. I never sat here and was like, I'm going to be an engineer. I'm going to be a producer. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to get over my fright of being in front of people or speaking my truth. Because sometimes we grow up in a community where it's like, there's a right and wrong thing to be said and don't say the wrong thing. Talk about it. And sometimes you get scared. You don't want to talk because oh, right. you're like, if I say the wrong thing, I don't even really know what the wrong thing is. Right. Like they'll be like, that's wrong. And you're like, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that thing, I really had to like break those things down, have conversations with my parents, with my mom. Like, this is who I am. Like, I don't know who maybe the box that I've been put in, but now I'm feeling like, in a box. I had to tell my mom that like, I'm feeling like I'm in a box now and I need, I can't be in this box. This isn't who I am, you Mm. know? And her understanding me and being open, like she supports me. She is still trying to see like what it's going to be, but she, she definitely supports me. And she's always saying, ask me how she can help. And it's definitely a change from what it was. Cause they're like, girl, what is he doing? But yeah, I think 
them understanding the purpose to like trying to get your parents to understand like you're it's not just play play because yeah. all this is play play they're like go get a job <laughs> like what are you that doing so play play is funny yeah you're like girl they just seen you kiki literally like when are like, you gonna pay these bills like that's so they're true they're like yeah. are you done yeah are you and like going? when you put it that way it's like how can they not be like can you please go get a job yeah. because all they want is for you to be okay exactly. and to take care of yourself like that's yeah. all they want you know what i mean so that, no one is wrong yeah. in these in mm. these conversations but they could have to see how our frustration see a vision and we are no longer in a war zone like we are in america and you came here for a reason and like you know um we could breathe a little now you know what i mean like really like take a breath we'll be okay you worked this hard to get us this far so let me take it farther you know what i mean yeah yeah, that is so funny. You're like, yeah, they just think it's play, play. I'm like, yeah. My parents just think we're kikiing over here. Literally, like. um, that is so. Yeah, that is so funny. Um, so you mentioned your mom does support you. Yeah. In your in your music, mm-hmm. that was that always a case? Um, well, this is the thing with me. Like, I'm I've never made myself the like main attention. I'm not. I one point I did tell her I wanted to sing, and she told me, "Girl, actually, it was crazy. I was going to tell her I wanted to sing. Somehow, she knew and told me." Before, Moms before always know. they know it's <laughs> crazy before it even came out of my mouth she mm-hmm. was like don't tell me you want to sing and then after that I was just like no then that kind of killed my dream a little bit not yeah, gonna lie yeah. killed it I was like okay I'm gonna go to school just do whatever I have to do yeah type until the opportunity presented itself and then I'm like is this God I don't know like I kind of gave up on my dream or I guess let my vision rest when because you see your parents is you know, on pedestals or whatever they tell you is law. So if you're telling me this isn't right at that time in my life, I'm like, you're right. Yeah. I trust what you're saying. Damn, that's real. That's real. Yeah. yeah. So um, when I realized when the opportunity presented itself and I'm like, okay, I dropped this thing. I wasn't going to do it. Now it's here. Am I just going to like not do it now? It's kind of seems like it's God making a way for me, you know, in something that I was not even intentionally trying to do. So when I took the step, I was like, whatever my parents say. And the thing with my mom was <clears throat> I ended up staying in Richmond after VCU or whatever. Yeah. And that was a big thing, too, because she's remember the boomerang. She's like, yeah. you, you're coming back home. Like, right. what are you doing? She's ready for you, babe. Oh, yeah. She's like, girl, right. your fingers. Right. But um, I was like, she told me, throw my fleece to God. She's like, if you want to stay, you know, we're a faith. Baby, don't play with it. Love that. So she was like, throw your fleece to God. Ask him Throw for- Throw your fleece yeah. to God. That's the only way she would let me. You know, our parents are very- I love that. Yeah. Ugh. I love that woman. Girl, Zell make me cry. For real. Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> Zell without her. Okay. But she was like, throw your fleece to God and ask him for three things. If he gives you all three things, then I will say yes. And I know it's supposed to happen for you or somehow this will make sense. Right. Okay. So then I threw my fleece. Obviously, I like I needed money because I need an apartment. I didn't have a job. I was interning. I was just like, I don't know. I'm just going to throw fleece. And if it works, it works. Somehow the money came. Somehow everything I needed came. When I tell you, like in two weeks of me throwing my fleece, that is money in my account, like everything I needed just came. And then my mom after that point, even though she's still kind of like, you know, she's like, you threw your fleece. So I, now I, I have to support and you. It's, ca- it's come from the higher yeah. like, what How can you argue that? Exactly. I'm yeah. like, thank you for giving me that, That is God, such a that, beautiful story. Yeah. Thank you. That's amazing. Throw your fleece. Yeah. Wow. Everybody throw your fleece. Throw yeah. your fleece. Because it's you, real. Can you 
really quickly elaborate on that. What does that mean for your? Fools? So I was like praying to God in my mm-hmm. head. First of all, don't I don't know anybody's beliefs, but I feel like the devil can hear you, right? When you speak out loud, and I don't know if you're faith based, whatever. I'm faith based. I'm Christian, so this is where I'm at with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, throwing your fleece to God, talking to God, and saying, "If you want this for me," or she said, "For this to happen, what do you need? Think about what you need." And I was like, "Okay." Even if it's impossible, mm-hmm. I need like two months of rent, mm-hmm. you know, somehow this has to be in my bank account. I don't know how I'm going to need to be disciplined in this way. Like, um, I forget exactly what my yeah. pieces were, but anyways, three things that, that were like itemized that I had to see, not like I could make it maybe yeah, yeah, be yeah. that. Like if I Very say, specific. I need a certain amount of money in my bank account right. by this point, if I don't have this, God, you do not want me to do this. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, yeah. I need to, or it could be anything, even something miraculous that possibly wouldn't be possible. I don't know. God's just crazy. I mean, yeah. And I've girl, girl, girl. Don't talk okay. about my Lord. It's <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we are going to take a quick break because I want to be off on the cliffhanger. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after these short messages. All right, guys, we are back. So we're obviously we just start talking about God, which I'm already loving. Um, so you're talking about throw your fleece to God. Yeah. I What I wanted to mention was that in those times where I was like, little help, yeah. um, when he shows up, he also shows off Yeah, every time. Every time. Every freaking time. And even times where I thought, uh, there was a moment in my time in my life where, just to be frank, I thought God forgot about me, which yeah. is so sad. Can you imagine yeah. the darkness that I was in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um and that's not that wasn't the case at all because of what I later learned later in my life um but um yeah I it's I commend you for um one sharing that story but also kind of like because you know your parents are these like superheroes when you grow up and then when you grow up and you get stronger in your faith you realize like yes they are you know like we love our parents here and you know they're everything I am is because of them but I mean, really, the person who's guiding me really is only one only source. One. You know what I mean? Yes. And um, at some point, sometimes what you're what you're being told from your faith and what you're learning with God is completely different or right. might not look the same as what exactly. your parents are saying. Mm-hmm. That can be very confusing. You know yeah. what I mean? So I commend you for being like, babes, this is what I'm going to be doing. And then once those three things came, which is, yeah. our, it's, it, which is insane. Yeah, it really is. I think about it. That's why even... Even as you're going through your process, you know, as you're coming up and you're struggling, you're like, you know, should I be doing this? Yeah. I mean, Girl, yeah, I mean, we have that every day. Every day. Because <laughs> like, like, the other life is easier. We have degrees. like Right. Maybe. But um, that knowing that, like, I'm not just making decisions based upon what I want, even though it is what I want. Yeah. But it's because God told me yes. Like, if he told me no, honestly, I wouldn't do it because, like, I want more of what God wants for me than what I want for myself. Oh my really? God. I love, yes, yes, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Yeah, like I just do, like it's just harder the other way, you know? No, but here's the thing is I tried the other way and I limped back. Exactly, like half broken. Yes, like. literally. He's like, yeah, go ahead, go over there. You're going to limp back. Yeah. Which Tabitha Brown always says that. She's yeah. like, yeah, go over there, but you're going to limp back every single time. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing, and I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to agree. Um, when did you know you want to do music? Whether it was like a feeling that you sat, had or the first artist that you saw or 
the voice in your head telling you like, girl, you yeah. can do this. Oh, I probably knew when I was 13, you know, I wanted, I knew I wanted to do it. It was other people didn't want me to. And then how old are you now? 25. Isn't that not crazy? Yeah. I only said because I had the same wow. thing is that I knew I was supposed to do this before podcasts were a thing. Yeah. I used to have visions and knew that I really was supposed to be in media. Yeah. But growing up, there's no, it's no one's fault but my own. I just saw the people that were celebrating my family were not. Yeah. There's not one person, there's one cousin on my dad's side who's in comedy and stuff, and oh, but uh, he's in Ethiopia, uh, so I don't, I don't get to connect with him as much as yeah. I want to, but everyone else, I mean, I mean, literally, engineers, EMTs, NPs, yeah. nurses, doctors, surgeons, that is, literally. that is literally who is showing up Thanksgiving <laughs> like. and, ho- and Christmas next week, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Um, and so when you're, my six-year-old brain is like, oh, okay, you know, as the at a, at a kid when you're a kid I'm not like oh I want to be a superstar the only thing I cared about is like I just want to feel that love yeah. and that proudness if that even is even a word for my parents yeah. oh how do I do that okay they see I'm seeing that they're clapping at these people Ooh. who are you know what I yeah. mean that's all you care mm. about yeah and then you grow up and then you're you're kind of like or there's only muscle memory and you're already doing these motions of like well I'm taking these classes I'm three ways three-fourths ways done with school yeah. what I'm going to change and be a sound engineer Literally like that like, you know what I mean and so people just do it and and um like I've met in the field that I'm in I've met doctors who have just been very like vulnerable with me at times and they've shared like um oh, I've only done this for my parents and they're like 30 years in into their wow. career being you know Indian doctor or whatever yeah. and I'm like that's a long time to be yeah, unhappy a long time and they don't even know it yeah that's the scary that's, thing yeah right that's what makes it scary like, Isn't you have that, to be self-aware. Right, yeah. And, and here's the thing, though, is that, like, you know, part of uh, our older generation looks at us and we're deemed selfish because yeah. of that we're deciding to do that. But yeah. but but that's where, that's where I'm saying, like, I've decided to choose my peace. And part of that is, yeah. like, you have gotten a direct message from your higher power that this yeah. is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Who can actually argue that? I know. Like, there can't be a discussion. And honestly, that even is a gift from God that I have that because I also feel like God knows me and I sometimes if if too many people around me are saying something I'll be swayed I think that also comes from growing up and having to think a certain way yeah if it's too many one opinions against me I will be swayed and and who blames you yeah Yeah, because imagine if everyone's like the sky is burning you're like Like, um I guess it has to be yeah because because at the end of the day God knows that we have these and not, this is just going to sound funny, we have these pea-sized brains. Like, yeah, we're just humans. Lit, like, like, it's rough out here. We are rough. in the trenches. For real. Yeah. So oh that my. means, like, isolation and focusing on, like, for me, it's really when I'm by myself, that is when I am the closest to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm by myself a lot. Me too. Right? Yeah. And But in this day and age, that comes off as... Um, weirdo a loner all these like babes I go to the movies by myself I go to dinner by my all these things you know what I mean um and I'm either journaling or um and I travel a lot for work so I'm able to like have these internal conversations with God all the time um and so that's amazing I'm interested to see how um what I find my experience is that when I decided to do this which Mm -hmm. I've talked about before I mean four years in the making like I feel like I was supposed to be here four years ago which hindsight looking back that's not the case at all you know God's timing everything but um I, um, the, the journey that I've gone through with doing this has only brought me closer to him, which, which that is like, 
the stamp of approval that I'm doing what I'm supposed uh-huh. to be doing. Right? You know what I mean? Because, yes. like, this is fun, guys, and you see me, like, posting and all this stuff, but this is actually terrifying as well yeah. because it's my time, it's my investment, meaning my money. Exactly. It's You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, there's fear of rejection, um, judgment, the comments. understanding. Oh, talk like, about it. You know, and my next goal in this this next chapter of my life is being okay with being misunderstood. Yeah. Like, and that's, people say like, oh, that's easy. That's not easy. Cause right now, if you thought I was like an unkind person, I would do everything out of my power to be like, well, no, this is, yeah. and it's like, but you know, you're not. So. Yeah. You know who you are. Do you? Exactly. Girl. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah um, it's big. It's big. Yeah. yeah. So with your music, uh-huh. Also, how would you classify yourself? Like, what is your genre of music? Um, if you if if you could look at one artist who I'm sure you've gotten that question before, who's like, damn, they're doing it this way. I'd love to be my own type of musician, but this yeah. is definitely. Um, I I don't, I honestly still feel like I'm finding my sound. Okay, like um, again, there is intention in my music, but when I started working at the studio, I became very in the background, like okay. helping other people, mm-hmm. producing and engineering for others, like doing it for myself on the side, obviously that was the point, but also again, being in the back and helping other people. So I didn't have time to like craft my individual sound. Cause I just like being different. I don't know. I don't like, I just want to know who I want to be me and whatever that is, I feel like is important for some reason. So figuring that out. But when I put it on TikTok, they said Neo Soul or like alternative R&B. Okay. Maybe like alternative, alternative R&B, Neo Soul. I'll probably like, you know, dance within that, those okay. lines. Yeah. But yeah, if I had to um, identify it as anything, I'd say that. But I'm still figuring her out. You know yeah, absolutely. So do you enjoy the engineering part of it? Because girl, when I did deep dive on your social media, you were really in there. Oh yeah. You were so doing nice. the tweet, tweet, creep. I don't even know what to call it. I said, oh babe, she's in there. And also yeah. sometimes I look and you're the only female person in that yeah. room, oh, which shout God. out to you for Thank doing you. that. Because yes, it can scary. be in a lot of the rooms that we're in, it's very much like, you know, yeah. a lot of men and it's uh, uh, a boys club sometimes. Literally. So I commend you because you have to hold your own and I'm sure you've had you know, situations where that might have been challenged or whatever. So you have to kind of hold your yeah. own. Absolutely. Um, so do you enjoy being on the mic or do you enjoy doing the sound? And I or both. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like a, a path of least resistance, you know, type of person. Mm-hmm. So and I'm kind of like, I don't know what's going to get me to wherever God wants. And with that, it's like allowing myself to do things maybe I wouldn't want to do. Like, it's not like I want to be an engineer. I love it. And I love working with people who are, who have impactful music and are intentional yeah. about their art. But there is a lot of parts of it that I don't like. But again, whatever is going to get me mm. to my end goal, if I have to produce, if I have yeah. to take pictures, if I have to talk on a podcast with my girl over here, yeah. don't play with her. <laughs> um, like, whatever it is, yeah. I'm just opening myself up to doing whatever. So, and you're going to be blessed because what I'm hearing is that you're putting in the work and you're being disciplined. Oh, and wow. You know what I mean? No, right? Because yeah. cause if something very small, why the hell would God grant me my wishes if I can't even be disciplined enough to make my bed in the morning? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Those little things, right? Like, when you walk down the street and you see a piece of trash – but your ego is like, I'm not going to pick that up. And God's like, no, girl, pick that up. Yeah. You're not going to do that. Okay, why the hell would I grant yeah, you? You're disobedient. Your exactly. So I think right now you're just putting in the work and yeah. the discipline. Like, how bad do you want it? Even when times 
that does not make sense. So exactly. whether it's like working at Pizza Hut or what have you, how is that going to get you to being a Grammy nominated exactly. artist? And but it's not your job to figure that out. Exactly. Look, God lays the foundation. Okay, For baby. Sure. He, laid, he laid the walkway. <laughs> I'm just walking. Just a walk. <laughs> that just a walk. For yeah. Real. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm loving this episode. Um, last thing is, um, we usually have a firsties corner. Okay. Um, that is where people submit questions. Uh, mm-hmm. you can submit questions at firsties pod anywhere. Um, social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest. We're literally everywhere. Snapchat everywhere. Um, or you could submit at firsties pod at gmail.com. Um, so, um, one of the firsties questions here is, um, how can I talk to my parents um, about me wanting to choose a career in music and just wanting to be happy. It, I, we kind of already answered it. That's why I chose this yeah. question. Um, cause you mentioned like that conversation you had with your mom mm-hmm. and I've had a similar conversation with mine. Um, so, um, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, what advice yeah. would you give to them? Because here's the thing. I do want to say one thing yeah. is that we're on the other side, but mm-hmm. what we're talking about is actually not easy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like, Pots and pans might flip, no. pro- go across the table. Flip you know what it. I mean? Like yeah. it's our Habershaw culture is very real. Mm-hmm. And our parents worked this hard to get us here. And can you imagine we're supposed to be a doctor or a nurse? And then you're like, hey, I want to be yeah. a, a rapper or I, a musician or a podcast host. They're like, huh? What? Which they don't understand the social media yeah. worlds. So they don't get it. So I just want to preface with that. But go ahead. What, what advice would you um, give? For one, I feel like we need to know our parents. You know what I'm saying? And, like, understand their level of understanding, right? Um, They, like, they're not as lucky as us. us. They didn't get to do, like, self-development, be self-aware. They were, like, had kids. You know, they're not – the stuff we're mentally doing through our 20s, our parents, I don't feel like they ever got to do. Oh, my God, yeah. So, like, understanding they're not coming from a place of you're not good enough, you can't do this, I don't see you being successful. It's more so like they just don't understand it. And it's really love and it's really like I feel like like, I feel like you're going to crash and I don't know what you're doing. So like I said, if you're going to be willing to have the conversation, you have to be willing to hear whatever they're going to say back because they're your parents, whether it's right or wrong, and be able to hear it in a way that's going to help you. Like you have to be able to like, I don't know. Perspective. Yeah, and like. I guess transmute it in a way to where even if it hurts what they're saying, use it in a way that could help you, you know, or try to see where they're coming from, not just the basic line because they're yeah. very blunt and you know how they say things. For sure, yeah. It's it's the it's it's always how they say it, never what they're what yeah. they're saying sometimes. Yeah. I would I absolutely would agree. And I think if you see in the lens of like for example, if I tell you and you know my heart and you know we're best friends and I'll, I'm always looking out for you, if yeah. I say, Hey boo, those shoes ain't it Yeah. If you're looking at me coming as I'm a hater, you're going to feel like I'm hating. Exactly. But if you know, girl, that's my sister. Oh, let me change these shoes. Uh You know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God, thank God you told me before I step out. Same thing there. It's like, look at it from that lens rather than like they're coming at you. Yeah. That's that's literally never the case. And like, I've never bared children, but I can imagine that's the greatest love of this world. And they worked so hard to get you here that why would they want to make you feel any type of way or anything like that? They just want you to be safe like take care of yourself be able to be an independent person like yeah. that's just and survive because they like, don't know how we're going to survive in this world they, they're just scared yeah because here's the thing like the streets in Addis is crazy but also the streets in america are crazy crazy different different crazy it's but different. so crazy yeah right and they just want it they just want and they see what's happening in the news and stuff they just yeah. want you to be safe and yeah that's really really um good advice and i also say if the response to you talking to your to your family is not 
what you expected or what you wanted, I would say uh, challenge that on yourself. Like, why would you want them? Uh, or like, if you walk into something and you say like, that, there's only one response they could give me, um, then you're not allowing that other partner to then also be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. You're already like having in, the t- in your head, yeah. like that's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then also if they d- disagree or it's not a very pleasant conversation, um, still hold your own. And, and yeah. um, I would say still continue. If you really believe you're supposed to be doing the case is continue to do that. And then when you do become successful and stuff, like you think yeah. the weekend and Amine's parents are like, like come on. please go back to school. No, they're key. key. Right, because everything is taken care yeah. of, but it took a minute to get there. Yeah, I'm sure at one point there, Abel's parents were looking at him like, "Boy, go to what school." What are you doing? Yeah, and now he's literally the number one charting artist. Let's talk like, about it. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, and you'll be there too, babes. Um, so that is it on this episode. I I want to go like another hour. This I is so much it. fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I will be connecting all of her um, um, information down below in the description. Please make sure to follow. Um, and if if um, you um, connect with her, please make sure um, let us know in the comments below um, what you guys think about this episode as well. Um, anything that you want to plug or anything you want to say before we wrap up this episode? Um, I just want to say thank you so much for bringing me on this platform. Um, like to find a to be able to speak to my community and find community in my community. Oh, if yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does. I appreciate that. And also what you're doing as a woman, one woman show. Listen, I see what's going on here. <laughs> okay. I just want to give you your props. Seriously. I know oh. what it's like, how hard it is. Um, a lot of people don't talk about it, you know, but it's not easy. So what you're doing and what you're building on your back, like it, it, it means Thank something you. and yeah. it's going to become something because nobody's speaking for our communities in, in, in a real way. You know, yeah. So I just want you to know that, like, this is a very intentional thing. I feel it from being here. I'm sure everybody else has felt it. And yeah, I just wish blessings upon the Thank whole you. thing. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna end on that note before I start crying. Um, so make sure you follow guys. Always firsties pod everywhere. We post every um, Monday. You'll be able to get short clips on Instagram and TikTok. Um, so be sure to follow there. Firsties pod everywhere. That's firsties pod. Um, as always, I always end with call your, I always say this is like every episode is like a love letter to my parents, but call your parents, call your family members, everyone. We're only here for a short amount of time. Um, so please make sure you give your flowers while they're here. Take care, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.